making more sales than ever through storytelling. I've got Jillian Murphy on the show for episode 38 of No Boring Stories. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and my first sales job was when I took my brother's Halloween candy and sold it to my parents. God bless them. Today on the show, we've got Jillian Murphy. She is the sales queen. She is my go-to person for online sales, understanding, techniques, strategy, all of it. I'm telling you, if you don't know Jillian and you are selling something online, you need to know Jillian. This episode is straight fire. We get into it right off the bat all that you need to know around storytelling and sales. She gives us the goods. Then we get into her story. We have this magic moment where she discovers a new program that she's going to launch because uh, we actually uncover it through her story. That's the magic of it all. And then we leave you with a lot of just great nuggets, tools, tips, tricks, everything that you want. I am just such a fan of this conversation and you're going to love it. When something stands out to you, pause the show, share it right away with your friends, go give it a quick rating and review so that other people can experience the same transformation that you are. I am so grateful that you're here to engage with yet another not boring story. Now go and enjoy this conversation with me and Jillian Murphy. Welcome back to No Boring Stories. I, of course, am Alex Street, and I am joined today by the queen of sales herself, Jillian Murphy. Jill, how are you? What's up? I'm so happy to be here. Um, Alex, I'm like your biggest fan, so so pumped to be here today, and I cannot wait to jam out with you. This is good. It's just such a mutual respect, which I love. I feel it. And I try to give it as much as possible. I'm like, you do. You do. I said everybody to you. I'm like, sales? You said the S word. It's just a different S word for the two of us. You hear someone around story, you're like, go to Alex. I hear sales. I say, go to Jill. So um, so I want to, I want to dive in where I want to pull out your story from you. I want to hear the journey. How did you get to where you are, uh, to the place where you are helping people in such a specific and critical and and crucial way, um, really around getting over the fear of sales or the the barriers of sales, whatever this is that you do want to hear where that comes from and why. Um, And I, I think honestly, I don't really know your story yet and all the conversations that we've had. So I'm interested. I'm genuinely curious to dive in. I hope I can can tell it good. If not, I need to hire you. That's all right. I'll help you. I'll help you. This is a free session. And then uh, actually, first, what I want to do is go into really storytelling around sales. Because I teach this. I go into workshops and I'm like, look, this is why storytelling matters for you as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. 96% of consumers say that they buy based on emotions. Storytelling is our best emotional connection tool. So that's why. But I want to hear it from you. Uh, uh, What is it about stories that help us sell whatever we're selling or how can we use stories to sell? Uh, Just riff on that for a little bit. Where do you see it? What do you see as good? 
Definitely. So I want you to think about storytelling as the most intimate you can be with your audience. And when you are selling, the one thing that you are getting through to your clients is like, know, and trust. How are they going to like, know, and trust you without actually knowing like who you are to the core? Like what makes you you? What makes you different? So that's the first thing. And the second thing is your story is what sets you apart in the market. So for an example, if you are somebody who hated sales and now you love sales, like that's part of your story. If you've overcome something, that's part of your story. So, you know, I hear this all the time. People ask me, why would someone hire me when they could hire Alex? Why would someone hire me when they could hire you? Your story is what sets you apart in the market. So make sure your audience knows your story because that's where the relatability comes in. And there's a thing in sales called the vulnerability exchange. And the more vulnerable you are with your audience, the more your audience is actually going to relate and be vulnerable to you. And that's where the magic really happens. So, I mean, I am just, I'm geeking out right now because it's like, it's like all this stuff that I've been saying, you know, like even as a, as a parent, I'm like, I tell like, I'll tell my kids something and then they'll come home and be like, my teacher told me this and now I believe it. I'm like, I've been telling you that for years. (laughs) So this feels like. Like I keep saying this stuff and you just say it a so quickly, so clearly, so powerfully in ways that takes me a bit longer to say. And and again, it's like, oh, there we go. We just heard it from the pro the the sales focus pro here. Um, I guess the question is around vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Like, is this it? Is this this is is this a, is it actually as new as we think it is? Like we're out there and people are like, oh, I have to be so vulnerable now. Like if I need to stand out, I need to be open and vulnerable and authentic and 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 honest and and let everything show. And there's my dirty laundry so that somebody will just buy, come and buy my program. I'm not sure that I can do that. And it feel, I think to some of us, it feels like a new thing. Mm-hmm. But in sales, is it actually that new? No, it's not that new at all. And this is, I love that you talked about like dirt, like, airing your dirty laundry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When I say like vulnerability, you don't have to come out and say everything, right? Like you don't have to talk about your breakup and your divorce and like all these other things, unless it really relates like right now to your audience. So I always say like, also be selective on like what you're sharing and what you're talking and make sure that it's like part of your like uniqueness. You don't need to share everything to have a vulnerability exchange. And as you start to share, you probably will share a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, you and I have a very good friend, Suzanne Pichelle, who's a very good friend of both of ours. And her and I were in Charleston and I have really bad anxiety. And we were walking on the beach one day and I was kind of like talking about it. And she was like, I never knew this about you. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, the confident sales coach is not going to talk about this. And she's like, you should actually share it. I challenge you to share it. And the more that I've actually started to share part of my journey and what I'm going through, the more some of my like clients now are like, wow, I feel the same way. Or like, I didn't know that too. So there's like this energy that you can exchange back and forth. But again, I'm not going on there and talking about like breakups and all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm just talking about the things that relate to my audience. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's it. So there's this whole part about where how you felt versus how you feel and and the transformation that people are coming into around all of that. But even this this piece of like I'm not talking about breakups. So many people come to me and they're like, "Yeah, no, I like this is part of my story. Like my parents got divorced or, you know, I, I was abused when I was a kid, but like how do what relevance does that have for selling swimsuits?" Now, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Okay, right. You're right. Like mm-hmm. you starting the story with my uncle abused me is 
likely not going to lead to a direct sale in swimsuits. But Mm -hmm. you talking about not feeling confident in your own skin, and now you do, Mm -hmm. that's the journey. That's Mm -hmm. the transformation, and that's the story. And so for you, somebody who's showing up, and again, for, for Suzanne to say that, I would say that anybody that knows you would be like, nah, Jill isn't like anxious. She's not hiding. No way. Oh, God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it was so interesting. Like the more that I started to share it, the more people actually like connected to me. It was, it was, of course. it was unbelievable. And, you know, again, I don't share everything. Mm-hmm. I don't show up like when I'm having like the worst of days or, you know, when I'm at rock bottom, but I definitely have shared more, which I think then again, my audience just sees me more real, which is my brand as well. So it's like, if yeah. you want to really showcase something online, show all show all the parts of you that are going to really help. And so the key here is showing those parts, sharing that. Help me just follow that journey a little bit really specifically. How does, so I show up and I'll, I share a story or how I'm feeling today or the fact that this has been some, I've been struggling with confusion around my identity, where I belong my entire life. Mm-hmm. Let's say I do that on Monday. Mm-hmm. I post a reel about that. Mm-hmm. What's a realistic like journey that now somebody who engages with that video would go on to get to, them to the point where they're now a client of mine, right? Yeah. To take so them they... from that vulnerability to sales, mm-hmm. like story to sales. What's that journey? Yeah. So remember, if you remember anything from this podcast, sales is the long game. It is a human to human business and it is a heartbeat to heartbeat business. Mm. So when someone connects with you the first time on Instagram or social media or whatever, we're never going into like, oh, I got a new follower. How can I sell them? You're really going in and like, how can I create a relationship? Well, sometimes those vulnerabilities or those things that you have in common with someone is where the relationship actually starts. Then from there, you know, you might talk about business. You might talk about some other things. Like literally this just happened to me. I was sharing part of my anxiety story. I had another girl who kind of reached out. Her and I started connecting. We started talking. I was asking her how her business was. She was like, well, a lot of times I can't show up because I have anxiety. I then started to share with her like some tips that I do, like batching content, saving my stories, all these things. And then she booked a 90-minute session with me. So it wasn't that we connected and anxiety led her to a client. The relationship built, like no and trust, she saw in me something that she wanted to achieve. So that's like, that's where the magic kind of happened. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, that's it, right? So the, it's about the relationship. And I guess where people would really, where people are going to run from this and people aren't going to engage with this, they're like, nope, I can't do storytelling. I'm not going to engage. That's not part of my thing. I mean, A, you're going to miss a boat. You're going to miss what, again, all the things you said, what makes you stand out. It's, yeah. it's story over services, like mm-hmm. all those things. But people are actually going to continue to put up this barrier saying, I don't have time to build those relationships. Mm-hmm. And we're saying, then you don't have time to make sales. You like that's what it is. Have, like I always say this to my one-on-one clients and women that are in my mastermind. If you are not here for the long game, you need to go do something else mm-hmm. because this is the long game. There are people that I've had in my DMs for a year. There are people that I've had like, you know, on my lead list for nine months, 10 months, whatever. And I still nurture them. I'm still in relationship with them because people buy at different points and you don't know where they are in their journey. So it's so important to keep like nurturing those relationships. And that's like, that's the whole thing that I teach on sales. Like people ask me all the time, can you give me a script? Absolutely not. Can you tell me what to say after this person says this? No, you're dealing with humans. The way I talk to one person is totally different than the way I'll talk to another person. And don't get weird just because it's social media. Talk like you would normally talk in 
real life to people. Yep. Yep. So is there, I mean, is there an unfair advantage if, if someone is a, a, a gifted conversationalist, uh, like naturally, you know what I mean? Like can someone Mm -hmm. who is nervous to talk in front of people ever do what you're talking about here? Yeah. So it's interesting because I work with a lot of introverts and sometimes I think that my introverts are some of my best salespeople. So for those of you guys who don't know like a little bit about my story, I was in corporate America for 22 years and I managed a sales team of 227 men. It's also why a large portion of my business is females now, but I managed 227 men and my cocky, arrogant, boisterous salespeople were some of my best. Mm-hmm. But my top leaders were the quiet ones, the introverted ones, because they sit back and they allow their clients to talk and they listen. They're active listeners. Wow. So you don't have to be this like massive talker in order to be a great salesperson. I'm an insane talker. When I'm on a sales call, I talk like 10 to 12 percent. I talk very little on a sales call. I ask the right questions mm-hmm. to get them to talk and then to talk more and then to talk more. But if you were to meet me in real life, you'd be like, of course, she's good in sales. She talks like crazy totally different than who I am when I'm on a sales call with somebody getting that information out of them, extracting it, and then letting them know how I can help them if it's in my zone of genius. That is going to be so empowering for people to hear that because that's it. People show around storytelling as well. People are like, I'm not a good storyteller. Like I just, I can't do what you do. I can't just go up in front of people. I'm like, no, like storytelling is about being curious and then just regurgitating what you see or like retelling what you've experienced. It's really, and and not banking so much on like, how is someone going to receive this? But you just say it because it's worth saying because it's your lived experience. It therefore is, is important. And for you, you're you're saying that, that. Yeah. So I love what you said about being curious because when I was in corporate sales, it was ABC, like always be closing. Mm-hmm. And when I came to the online space, I quickly learned it's not always be closing. It's always be curious. Oh, I love and it. It's like such a big thing. Like I'm always asking people questions. Like, tell me more. Sounds like there's a story there. Yep. I'd love to hear more about that. What are you working on? Like, I'm always curious, right? Even if somebody slides into my DM, I just had somebody slide in my DM today and she was like, hey, I'm curious what it's like to work with you. And instead of sending her back and like vomiting all of my offers, I'm like, I'm actually curious what makes you want to work with me. So I'm always asking a question back that just gets them to tell me what it is that they need. So, okay. So if you're listening to this, wherever you are, you need to go back the last 30 seconds. Here's some of these key questions, because I know, again, people are like, yeah, but you're just so you ask questions so easily that comes easy. There's just so many barriers and, and, and problems that we create when we hear somebody show up like you are, we're like, she can do it, but I can't. And this, this is it, right? And this is in your story will help us see that and help us see the journey that you've been on to get to this point where you've simply been leaning into this, um, uh, unapologetically. And, and that's probably what it's going to take for anybody else to do the same again, wherever they're at introvert, extrovert, anxious, uh, confident, all of the things confused, clear. It's all about transformation. It's all the journey. and, And it's just about willing to show up and engage in the conversations, right? Definitely. I love mm-hmm. it. Okay. Well, this is good. Good, good little pretense here and good, absolute so gold already. We could we could stay there. We might do this again and I'll ask uh, even more questions around that, but I want to know sure. how you got to this place. So here you are, sales coach. Is that what you call yourself? Yeah, like 
sales queen, sales coach, sales mentor. Yeah. <laughs> queen, <laughs> whatever, coach, whatever. And again, what would be the impact then when somebody does work with you uh, after you've asked enough questions that then they come to you and say, yes, absolutely, I want to work with you. I want, to, I want your help. Um, what's the impact? What do you want them to end up feeling? So I want at the end of working with me, I want them to be so confident to sell their offers, to be so confident in how to articulate their offers and to make sure that they're actually in alignment with what they're selling. I had a girl come to me. This is an interesting story. I had a girl come to me. She had been with 17 different network marketing companies and she couldn't figure out why she couldn't sell. You can't sell because you're not excited about any of them. You're not in alignment. You're going from leggings to makeup, to shirts, to hats, to candles. Who else knows what it is? So the first thing that I work, I work with people on is, are you sold on what you're selling? You need to be your first sale. So if you are not like so sold on what you do, like I always say, like, I will go on any podcast, any, anything and be like, I love what I do. Mm -hmm. You have to be sold on what it is that you're doing. So that's the first thing we really dig into. Like, are you sold on what it is that you're doing? The second thing is, are you communicating your message? Are you even communicating what you do and who you're for? Yeah. Simple as that, right? Our good friend, Regina Lawrence, who I know you and I both know, she said one of the best lines one time, and it was like, quit trying to be clever and cute and just be clear. Mm. And it's like, just share what you do. I help online entrepreneurs create consistent cash in their business. You want to hear more, right? But if I'm like, well, you kind of work with me and we learn some mindset stuff and some sales stuff and like, that's when we get really lost. So they can articulate their messages. Yeah. They can communicate their office um, offers. And then my main goal is that they have consistent cash in their business. Okay. And it all starts with confidence. Yes. So confidence where does, where it starts. so where does that, where does confidence, if this is some, some end result and you mentioned it earlier, you're like, yeah, how, like no way that confident Jillian shows up and, and has anxiety. Like there's just this, there's even this label that you put on yourself now is how you show up now, who you are. Uh, in this space, like, where does that begin for you as a kid? Like, what's the first kind of thought memory that you have around like, yeah, I just showed up confident AF all the time, or no way, like I was quiet as a kid. Like what, where does that show yeah. up for you? I think my confidence actually showed up. Um, so for your listeners, I had childhood leukemia three times. And I was that kid who was like, I'm going to beat this. I'm not scared it's going to hurt, but we're going to overcome it. And like other kids, like in the unit were like drawn to me, like they'd be like, we're going to get this. We're going to, we're going to fight through this. We would like high five each other. We would, I would like have this like little sense of community, like on my pediatric ward, like yeah. back, in, back in the day. So I think that's where my confidence really came from when I was like, I'm going to do this. And then there were things in my life that I gained confidence in. Right. And there was also things that like shot me down, which I think Sometimes we get confidence when we're at like the bottom of where it's at. So like childhood cancer, I got confidence from that, right? Being cut from the cheerleading team, I gained confidence from that in, a, yeah. in another way. You know, I've been divorced three times. Like you gain confidence about that. Like you, I was a single mom young. Like there's things that happened in my life that I think just helped my confidence grow. And also I was not somebody who loved sales when I started. I was petrified of it. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I'm, you're you're flying through this, and I I am so excited because we're gonna now we're like there's a landing point. Okay, what ahead. you just said, I was petrified. That's like the the teaser, right? Now we know yeah. that we're gonna come to that point, but I want to go back before that because I I'm a little bit 
in shock actually right now, the way that you just moved through that. And I think this is what happens with our story sometimes. You were like, I had childhood leukemia three times and this is what happened and then I felt like this and this. Those words at some point were completely devastating for you. Oh yeah. The word, the L word, leukemia, right? Yeah, leukemia, yep. What? And now you just brushed over it. Almost yeah. brushed. You were like, no, that, that, and, and the end result of that was, was confidence. Like how old were you when those, when that was uh, going on? Five, nine, 12. And then I had melanoma as an adult. So just take me through a little bit in that experience. Like, I mean, at any of those ages, when you find out it's back, it's there, it's back. Mm -hmm. What, what's the, what was that? What, at a stage when you are trying to figure out where you belong, who are you, what's your identity, all those things and those like formative times of life. My identity was a cancer kid. That's it. I was a cancer kid. Yeah. Like no one in my school had it. Um, back then, like it's much more common now, but like in the you know, 80s, it wasn't mm -hmm. as common. It was also like a death sentence back there. So I was, I was like the cancer kid. I was the bald kid. Yeah. I was the kid who every time she lost her hair, her parents would buy her whatever wig she wanted. So I'd come to school with red hair, blonde hair, dark hair, whatever I wanted. Um, but that, I think, was my identity. So I think that even I'm sure in some weird, twisted way, like every time I got cancer, it was like, well, that's just who I am. I yeah. Just, I'm the cancer kid. High achieving entrepreneurs and public speakers, this is for you. You know that you've got something important to do here, but why in the world are you doing it? And even if you know why, how do you talk about that? That's why I'm so excited to invite you into my one-on-one -on -one story coaching process. Through this three-month journey, we will go into intensive sessions to uncover your story, turn it into a message that matters, and then create content specific to your context and business today. I have worked with dozens of clients that have experienced major transformation through this experience, and more importantly, have discovered the transformation that they have already gone through in their life. Because when you know how you have transformed, you can communicate that so your audience knows how you can transform them too. Look, 96% of consumers buy based on emotions. And if storytelling is our greatest tool to spark an emotional response, then you better learn to tell your story today. And one-on-one -on -one story coaching is the best way to do it. Go to alexstreet.ca to get the conversation started or reach out to me on Instagram at streetsays and say, I'm interested in one-on-one -on -one. and let's talk. So what does that do for you socially? Like, I mean, like that, that's how you show up, but then did it feel like you had to like elevate some sort of personality, some sort of level of like, mm -hmm. again, like uh, your voice, like w w was there something that you needed to, to, to prove or to, to show up different? Again, I'm going to wear red hair. Like what kid is dying their hair red at, at 10 <laughs> years old, right? Like, yeah. There's something um, I, about that, that, that already is saying like, look, no, I'm going to be known for something else or. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there, I'm sure there is. I don't know exactly like what it was. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure there was something. I think because I was like the only kid in my school that had it, people were drawn to me because I was different. 
like I was the only bald kid for a while, right? Like yeah, I would yeah. go on steroid packs and I'd be really small and I'd be really fat. Like there was just different things. So I think even at that young age, kids were curious because I was yeah. different. So I think that that kept people almost like in my, in my little system, in my little ecosystem more because I was different. And did you, and you embraced it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was that because, oh, sweet, I'm popular, I'm the popular one? Or was it where you, yeah. you know, come back to curious, if they're curious, they come to you, they're like, mm -hmm. oh, wow. Like, who are you? Are you okay? Yeah. Again, was it like, sure, like friends, look at this. Yeah, I've, I've got like, were you just as curious? Do you know? Do you know what I yeah, mean? Like, was I that? Think, I think you're probably on I think you're definitely probably onto something then I don't know if I thought about it like that. Sure. Then, but now looking back, I mean, yeah, I mean, there was definitely like a sense of like popularity to it because yeah. I was like the girl that people talked about. And it's interesting because I actually have a gay daughter and the same thing kind of happened to her when she came out. She came out at a young age. Yeah. It almost like gained her popularity yeah. because she was different. I mean, what does that say about where we live now and how we live? Where yeah. that, like, right. like, like she was the one to talk beautiful. about. I was the one to talk about. People sure. were like curious, right? Yes. We live in a really small town. She was the only gay, like gay girl in our high school. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I think that there, it does say something about our society that they, they're attracted to different. Mm -hmm. So, and, and again, for you and your daughter, just to, I don't know her story necessarily, but, yeah. but to step forward and, and again, yeah, embrace there's, there's like, there's a mantle being put upon you there to, to, to say, I can handle this. I, I can mm -hmm. handle this attention mm -hmm. around this thing that they've identified me by, but is not my sole identity. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, you're yeah. able to take that and, and let something else shine through. Like that's, that's what I'm seeing in that. That's what I hear it again. Am I, at, is that, I think, you're, I think like, you're pretty accurate. And now that you're like saying that it's super interesting because now fast forward to like my corporate life, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the only female in my company since 1963. So again, right. I was like the, the odd one out. Yep. I was like in a room with only men. I was like, people were like, we have a girl now. So again, I've always kind of been that like person. So yeah. maybe that had something to do with like when I was a child, I was the odd one out. And then moving into corporate. I don't know. I'm learning. And my brain's going to Gosh, yes. Let's go into oh, it. I'll take that. <laughs> but, right. Because there's this. So, so if, if how you show up, this is what I'm seeing, right? If how you show up now is confident and, and this is, you know, somewhat of a spoiler to go, to go through the story like this, but of course it showed up then, but it starts as this, like, again, kind of a curiosity, kind of an oddity. And, and it's like this separated or like, where do I belong? Like, from from different to confident like there's that right that that's a an embracing of that might just be what makes people confident it is embracing the things that make you different embracing mm -hmm. the things that set you apart because if mm -hmm. if we go through life worried that somebody's going to know me for who i am somebody's going to know me for my for what sets me apart for what makes me different mm -hmm. or some they might get to know me and then they won't like me mm -hmm. Course, yeah, it's never so true. And I think now I now we're like really onto something. So I just had a conversation with my business coach on Friday. You and I were kind of jamming out about this before we hit record. But you can see a lot of trends right now in the market. Everyone's kind of following like a trend. Everyone's kind of doing the same thing. And 
we had a conversation. Do you want to go with the trend and what everybody's kind of doing? Or do you want to stand out? And I'm like, I want to stand out. Of course. If everyone's doing this, I want to be the total opposite. I want to be like a disruptor. And that's like what I told my coach. I'm like, how can I disrupt the market? How can I disrupt what's going on? So I think that probably comes from that kid, kid scenario, maybe. And then also like in my corporate job, like I was a disruptor and even in the online space, if everyone's launching a group coaching program, I'm going to launch something different. If everybody's talking about this, I'm going to talk, I'm going to literally go out and like talk about the total opposite. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, (laughs) it's so good because it's it's, a program called like the disruptor or something. I think I've just created, I'm going to call Raquel and be like, I was on Alex Drew's podcast today and we're coming up with a new program called the disruptor. This is it because this is going to be, I, I, I want to hear about your sales experience and kind of that yeah. journey, that corporate career and breaking out of that. Yeah. I love this. You're writing it down right now. That's, yeah, that's an action taker. Time, no joke. Love that because, <laughs> because there's something to that, right? So now let's just define that. Let's say that that's your story. Yours is a story of going from, uh, from being different to disruptive mm-hmm. and, and so now you're talking to people who are like, I get it. Like you feel like you come up with ideas that nobody else, you've got ideas and nobody else gets it. You want to do something, but you don't see how, and it might just be too different. It might push the boundaries. You feel like your coaching is different than someone else's coaching and that's holding you back. I get it. I've been there. I've been the different one all my life. Now I'm learning how to take that difference and make it disruptive to actually lead the way in an industry instead of waiting back for somebody else to lead me. And that's what you get to, that's what you're doing, obviously. Yeah. But now the invitation is for people like that, mm-hmm. you let them jump on your train yeah, and let, let you hire you to teach them how to do just that. And I think that's where you're already finding success. This is just putting a word to it and putting a transformation I'm really excited. Like I'm literally my next program, <laughs> you guys, Disruptor, 997. <laughs> Sign up right now. I wasn't joking when I said this is a free session. This is the work. This is, this is what we do. This is, this is story I coaching. I um, but bring us in. Okay, so we've got this beautiful beginning. We've got yeah. this ending. So what's this middle section where you said, you know, you you were afraid of sales at the beginning? Why did you go into it? You know, you're out of high school, first yep. job. You go to college for this. Like, what was that no, that no, journey? No, I actually went. I went to college for law enforcement. Um, I was going to be the police here in yeah. Michigan. That was my goal from a very young age. Um, and I was actually at a golf outing with my, my dad's this very successful entrepreneur. And I was at a golf outing with my dad and we were golfing obviously. And there was four guys ahead of us. And I just struck up a conversation. I was 19. I was cute. These guys are talking to me, whatever. And they're like, you should be in sales. And I was like, I'm going to be the police. Like I'm super tough. I'm going to be the police. And they're like, we have a summer internship. You should come check it out. And I thought, you know what? I'll do it. And I went into it and I didn't love it. But what I loved was that every day, so I, I like rode around with somebody and I got to like learn the business. Mm-hmm. What I loved every day was that all these relationships that were being built, I was like, he's like meeting new people every day. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were, I was in food service distribution. So we would go to restaurants, we would go to like hotels, we would go to gyms, anywhere that they sold food and we would sell. And I was like, it's not really selling. It's just like relationships. So once I realized that sales was not sales and it was in the business of relationship, relationship building. Yeah. I was on fire and I did the same thing online. I didn't come online and try to sell anybody, anything. I have like massive relationships and that has just transpired into sales. People that work with me, I already have a relationship with them. Very rarely does someone just slide into my DMS cold and is like, how can I work with you? It happens, but not often. It's a relationship game. It's a relationship business. 
what was the what was the police officer journey for you? like what was the the interest even in that for you off the bat? Um, so I went to like something at high school and it like sounded cool and I was like I could be tough and this is amazing and um, interestingly enough I told you that I had been married three times I've actually been married to two police officers and I have a daughter with a police officer so after being in relationships with three police officers I was yeah. like. Uh, this is not the lifestyle that I want. This is not the journey that I want to go on to. Um, so yeah, so I did sales for 22 years during that time, and it was a much more lucrative career. I in the same, was this was yeah. sales? Was that 22 years? Was that in the same I organization? Did, uh, 12 with one and 10 with another. Goodness. But the same, um, the same business. So food service distribution. Mm-hmm. So from day one, it was like food service sales. Yeah, and again, it's just fascinating, right? You're like, I was in it for 22 years, and we could just talk about sections of our story like that and like that's one sentence that could be books upon books upon books if you wanted it to but in reality you're like yeah it's a number 22 years and that's Mm -hmm. that's the credibility that's what you need to know that's my experience Mm -hmm. but then what I love is it's so much more than that because you went into that even as this piece of I was different I was the different one I had to pave my way I had to pave the way I had to lead other people in different ways because it just wasn't going to come easy for me. So my first company I was with uh, was Cisco Foods. So a very diverse company, you know, men, women, all colors, all sizes, everything. So that was one thing. I went to my second company, which was a family owned company here in Detroit, Michigan. And um, they've been around for 63 years. And it was like old school boy club. Mm. Very, very high um, functioning Italians was what it was. Uh, All men, all men. And everybody was like 40 plus. Right. And I got hired in, I was like 27. And I remember walking into my first meeting and they were like, we have a girl now. And they're yeah. like, oh, we can't swear because we have a girl now. And it was awful at first. And I thought to myself, you know what? These guys are going to work for me one day. Like they are talking like so much smack right now, but I'm going to climb this ladder and these guys are all going to work for me one day. And they did. <laughs> so. It's that, that kind of I mean, amazing. I love that, right? You, you just gotta love it. But but it's that that you know, chutzpah to go into that room and and to think that, to think mm-hmm. these guys are instead of turning around and walking out and oh feeling like, Oh my gosh, like, maybe nope. I should be in finance, maybe I should be a secretary, yeah. maybe I should work the front desk where all the other girls yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. So so some people are gonna hear this and hear your story and hear your journey and say, Ugh, like Again, she's one in a million. Like, I, I couldn't be like her. So for for those people in those situations that are thinking that, that aren't thinking, yeah, that's what I would do. Like, hell yeah, that's what we do. Come on, stand on that. For the people yeah. who are sitting back and like, I would have run. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you say to them? How do you, how do you develop that kind of a confidence? I would say you have two choices. Do you want to be known as the person that got up and ran? Or do you want to be the one that's going to earn their respect? Or do you want to be the one that is going to pave the way, right? So, or do you want, like, like where, like, where do you want to be? So I knew, like, going in that room, they were already all judging me. They already thought I wasn't good enough to be there. They already thought, like, she's young. Uh, they just hired her because we had to have a girl on staff, right, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and I, I could have sat there and thought, well, they can, they can judge me or I could run. Or I'm going to be confident in who I am and know my abilities and it may not happen tomorrow. I mean, it didn't happen right away. I had to climb climb the ladder, um, but it happened at, at some point. And I always said, even in corporate, even online, there's a lot of people that don't like me and I'm okay with that, but people respect me. So there's a big difference. Huh. 
You don't always have to be liked, but just be respected. And you you are respected by doing the right thing out of integrity all the time. Right. So that, and that's it. That's as long as you're doing the right thing, as long as you're going forward and you're like, yeah, I'm going to disrupt. And that's going to obviously disruption causes, I mean, could lead to destruction. It really could, right? If you disrupt something, then it's going to mess things up and people are going to get angry about that. Some people are going to get upset about that. I want to think about Grant Cardone, right? Mm-hmm. Think about Grant Cardone. Think about Kim Kardashian. They're the best marketers in the world. Whether you love them or you hate them, you know who they are. Yeah. You're talking about them. Why are we With doing regard- that? Why do you think that is? Because they're disrupting the market. And again, we're either triggered by them, but we're still talking about them. Or we like them and we're talking about them. Like I always say to the girls that work with me, like Kim Kardashian is the best marketer. Right. Whether you love her or you're a hater, you know who she is. You buy her stuff or you're talking about her. Yeah. So which is creating more press around what she's doing. So again, that's that's another way to really kind of think about it. Yeah. So so then here you are. What was the shift to go from corporate, from this amazing career that you've built up to mm-hmm. now I'm going to go and do my own thing? Yeah, I lost my job during the pandemic. Oh, there we go. So yeah, yep. So they cut our department. I ran the health and wellness division um, and they cut that division during the pandemic. So I lost my job March 17th, um, which was pretty like really early into the pandemic. And I remember I went to my dad's office who again is an entrepreneur, very successful businessman. And he's like, give today to cry. Hmm. Today you can cry, you can be upset. And then tomorrow we go to work. We figure out what you do. And I was like, okay. And then he started like sending me resumes. He started like sending me things to do. And just at that time, the pandemic had like just kind of started. And all of a sudden I started seeing all these people online selling things. Like my friends all of a sudden were network marketers and they were terrible. And I was like, what if I could like help my friends and family like be better in sales? Mm -hmm. So I started a Facebook group, which was like, if you're a network marketer and don't want to suck in sales, like join this group. And this group got flooded with people. And I showed up every day for five months and I taught in this private Facebook group like literally just taught and people were like, how can I work with you? Like, you're good. You're onto something. And then I was like, maybe I'm onto something. And then from there, it just kind of, kind of grew relationships. You showing up every day, built that every day. So if you guys remember anything from this episode, I know I already said that once I did not sell anything to my audience for over five months, nothing. I didn't sell anything. I showed up, I served, I got to know them. I got on connection calls. I got on podcasts. I didn't sell anything. People were literally like, I love you. And I was like, I don't even have anything to sell to you yet. I was building relationships. I was Mm -hmm. building community, which is a huge core value of my business, community, connections, and collaborations, because community and people is what got me to the income level that I got to. It wasn't that I'm a good salesperson. It wasn't. It was the relationships and the communities that I was in. And then people, again, refer you out as well. So while you're showing up for those five months and you're teaching every day, Let's bring this back to the beginning. How much of your story seeps out during that teaching? How much of your vulnerability shows up? And and what does that look like in that setting? Oh, a ton. Hey, guys, I'm showing up in my Facebook group today. I don't have anything else to do because I just lost my corporate job. And I don't have any money coming in, so I don't have anything that I can go do. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to hang out in my Facebook group and just uh, just get to know you guys. And I think that a lot of people saw it. And it was the beginning of the pandemic. And I was like one of like the first people that lost like a very successful job during it that like that my friends and family kind of knew. Mm-hmm. So they like gravitated to that. Like if it could happen to her, it could happen to anyone. So yeah, I talked a lot about that. I talked a lot about like, I would never work for somebody again. 
Um, I would never have, you know, my income depend on somebody else again, yeah. like all of those things. Um, and I think that was part of my story that really kind of shared with people. Yeah. And again, this is the, you're, you're showing up and you're saying, this is who I am. This is how I'm going forward right now. Mm-hmm. And it takes this wild confidence that people watch and then go, what? Like that just happened to her and she's showing up like this. Yeah. I, and then they go, I'm experiencing that, that she's talking mm-hmm. about happened to her, but I don't feel what she's feeling right now. Oh. How do I get there? I must, I mean, she must be able to guide me. I remember one of the, one of the most vulnerable posts that I did was that I lost my corporate job on a Tuesday. And on Thursday, I invested in my first business coach for $7,000. And I was like, you guys know, I lost my corporate job two days ago. Guess what I did today? I didn't file for employment. I didn't cry. I didn't buy a book. I hired a business coach for $7,000. Why? Because I know that I need to replace his income and I need to get there quick. And I need the vehicles in which to get me there. And people were like, I can't believe that you have like that much confidence or you're not scared. And I'm like, oh, I'm scared shitless. Like I have no money coming in. But I think so like people saw my journey. And then I think what happened too is people saw how quickly I grew and they were like, she was just there three, four, five months ago. And now she's here. Okay. She's, she's going to help me. She's the vehicle to kind of get me there. Okay. So So we're going to, we're going to land the plane here a little bit, but I really want to, I want to just dial in because something just showed up there where you said, oh no, I'm scared shitless. Every day. That every day. Every day. And that's because the I'm thing. Scared every day. Yeah. That's what 100%. just showed up. I'm like, of course. You've been the kid at you think at five years old, nine years old, twelve, you weren't scared shitless. Like you think going in stepping into that room again, that room that, that we were just talking about, that room full of all those men that you could some people would just want to turn around. Mm-hmm. We didn't say it, but you were scared. Mm-hmm. So what's what through all of this? Maybe we've touched on it, but how would you define that even right now? How are you showing up? If even right now, even today, even when you start these conversations today, you're scared, you feel that same feeling. What in the world is allowing you, is giving you strength? What's driving you forward to take a step anyway? Um, because I, probably because I, I know what's possible on the other side. Um, fear only has a hold of us if we're, if we let it. Right. So like, that's the other thing I always tell myself, like you have two choices. You can either be scared or you can like, you can push through it. Um, so I think that's part of like why I do it. But even as an entrepreneur, I mean, I'm scared all the time. I just said to my business coach on Friday, I'm like, what if I don't make any money next year? Yeah. She's like, have you ever not made any money? I'm like, no. And she's like, then why are you scared of it? So again, like it, there's always things and I could sit here and I could be scared or I could be like, okay, I can be scared that I'm not going to make any money next year, or I can go create programs. Me and Alex just created one today on the, on the podcast. <laughs> That's or right. I can go out and, yeah, watch for it. Or we can, um, you know, go out and, and do it. And I tell myself that I'm here to show up every single day, regardless if I'm scared, regardless if I'm anxious, regardless if I don't feel good, because there's somebody on the other side that needs me today. Someone might listen to this podcast and maybe the best thing they ever heard. And if I didn't show up because I was scared or I was anxious or I was having a bad day, that one person wouldn't have been touched by it. Yeah. Well, I am certain more than one are going oh, to be moved by you. this. This has been absolute fireworks. I love this. I I mean, I, I didn't doubt that it would be, but it's just, a, it's a ping pong match. It's back and forth between you and I, oh. and it's just so fun. And I thank you for 
for sharing the the gold wisdom that you have around specifically your niche and then for going in and being curious about your own story even here today and 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 uh, authentically learning something about yourself new and and you know taking something away from that and so i i love uh, this journey of, you know, if this is what you want to go with then go with it, but from different to disruptor and, and seeing you show up in this way and continually disrupt an industry is such a joy. Um, I am, I feel like a, I'm privileged to call you a friend yeah. and to be on this journey with you. And I, I'm just so excited for you going forward. So if somebody wants to connect with you and yeah. now be a part of the disruptor program, which is going to be coming out soon. <laughs> which uh, is coming soon, apparently. Any program. With my co-host, Alex Street. That's <laughs> a just, special guest inside of it. Where's, where's the best way to actually start a relationship uh, conversation yeah. with you? You guys, um, honestly, I spend hours a day in my DMs. Like, I love, literally love meeting people. Follow me on the gram, Jillian M. Murphy. Come say hello. Let me know that you guys listen to this podcast. Um, I'll send you guys a cool freebie, but yeah, I just, I want to connect with each and every person. If I can help somebody, whether it's free coaching, whatever it is, I want to literally serve my audience each and every time. And if you are scared of sales today, remember that somebody has what you are, somebody wants what you have, and it's actually selfish to not show up and talk about it. Mm, I love it. So generous. So kind. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we are just getting started. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation, so please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram, or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life, and tell a better story today. We'll see you next time.